Hello. Before we get to this week's episode, we just want to remind you that while the show's always going to be free for you, we also have a Patreon where, if you'd like, you can get even more fandom. Visit patreon.com forward slash the fandom show, where for a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early. You can check out our nerds letter. You can submit questions for future guests and topics. Uh, and you also get access to the patron-exclusive fan club where we watch movies that one of us loves and the other has never seen. This month, we watch Little Shop of Horrors, which was my choice that Kaya had never seen. Uh, once more, that's patreon.com forward slash the fandom show. But you're already doing the most supportive thing, which is just listening. So thank you so much and please enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I am Kaya Green. And I am Stephanie Malik. And today we are talking about Six Across, a sometimes cryptic word puzzle enjoyed by millions. It's crosswords. It's crosswords. We're talking about crosswords. That's so neat. Kaya, what do you know about crosswords? Well, I know uh, they can often be found in newspapers. Um, they are uh, full of clues in which you uh, come up with the correct words and uh, <laughs> they cross. Um, and I know uh, of the like crossword fandom world, I know that there's a big overlap between Jeopardy fans and crossword fans oh. and like builders and that it's a surprisingly large community, uh, which is why I'm really excited about this episode because it's one of those things that you don't think about a lot, but somebody builds all of these and somebody puts a lot of time into it um, and I love like peeling back the layers on that little stuff that just you know you find in a newspaper and yeah. you don't think about yeah. what about you what do you what do you know about crosswords I know I'm bad at them <laughs> I'm so bad at crosswords I'm a Sudoku lady personally you're a numbers uh, lady I'm a numbers lady um, I wish I were better I feel like people who do crosswords regularly just have this level of intelligence that I strive towards it's just it seems like they're so clever Babe, do you want to do more crosswords? We can do that. I'm so scared. <laughs> there's not. It doesn't. What, what if a, I fail? It's not the squid games. Oh, like, God. I'm not going to get, get right. shot. <laughs> you don't know. You don't know, Kyle. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, do you know who does know a lot about crosswords? Uh, who? It's our guest, Jess Schulman, who's a freelance writer and editor who sings and plays mandolin in a cover band called Ladies and Escorts. Cool. And has had puzzles published in each of the LA Times, Universal Crosswords, <coughs> USA Today, Wall Street Journal, a few independent venues, and even one in the New York Times. Extremely dope. Jess, Hello. welcome! So Thank cool. Thank you so much. That's like such a wild list of publications. I know. I know. It is pretty Crazy, actually. I'm so excited <laughs> to talk to you about this. Um, we first uh, chatted about it at uh, Mutual, uh, well, Cat's birthday, Cat yes. of I Hi Bye Lie. Um, and I had a million questions for you, so I'm very, very <laughs> excited awesome. to talk about yeah. it. It's always nice when you meet somebody at a dinner party who actually wants to talk about your nerdy hobby. Oh, yes, so absolutely. That's the whole point of the show. Yeah, <laughs> it's just exactly. like, we're those people. <laughs> talk to us. Tell us everything about your thing. Uh, so if someone was just entering and had interest in crosswords but mm -hmm. had never really gotten into it how would you how would you entice them in what would be your sales pitch for crosswords as a thing oh, to get into why they're question. so cool well what i love about them is that there's something for everyone right there are yep. hard crosswords there are easy crosswords yeah um there's it really is a good challenge for the brain makes you think in all different ways um, and it lets you use words in creative ways, which is very fun. Um, and there's a lot of humor in crossword puzzles. It can be very really? funny. Yes, I love a good funny punny clue. Lots of lots of pun nerds. In oh yeah, world. one of those where you go. I respect uh, that. I respect yeah. it. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? The most, the biggest thing is that it's a great community. Like that, there are so many wonderful people that I've met through crosswords who are just supportive and really helpful, and nobody is judging anybody else for being fast or slow or you know, not able to get a clue or not able to write a clue. Like, it's all just everyone's helping everyone else and just there for the fun of it, which is really nice. Oh, I love that. That yeah. is the best sales pitch for yeah. any community is just, like, supportive. Yeah. And rules. Absolutely. How do you, how does the, the community that you engage with on Crosswords, like, where do you, where do you meet people who are also into mm. Crosswords? How do you find each other? That's a good question. That's a good question. Um, a lot of it, for me, was on Twitter. Okay. Back in the day when I think people were on Twitter. Yep. <laughs> um, when there was a Twitter. When there was a Twitter. Um, as well as Facebook, there are two. So when I got started, there were um, two Facebook groups that I joined. Somebody recommended to me. And there's one in particular called the Crossword 
want to say the crossword puzzle collaboration directory or something like that, that was set up to help new constructors and particularly ones from underrepresented, underrepresented groups because cool. crosswords have traditionally been like old white men who yep. created them. So it's all about helping new people break into crosswords, which is great. And again, everybody on there is just out there to help you. You know, you cool. can put out ideas or calls for help or anything like that, which is great. Um, and there's also a Discord called CrossCord, like vast, vast room of a million different, whatever you call those, sub-rooms or sub, yeah. I yeah. don't know what they're called. Channels? Um, Are they channels? Channels, maybe? Channels, yes. yeah. Yeah, like talking about crosswords all day long. So Amazing. Yeah. It's just like any hobby, they're everywhere. Is there a term for crossword heads? Are you like wordies? Are you like... Should we make one up right now? <laughs> well, I don't want to p- put words in anyone's mouth. So the word that you hear that I don't think anyone uses for themselves is cruciverbalist. Whoa. Yeah, like that's kind of like the goofy tongue-in-cheek word. Like it, it, technically it is the word for crossworders, but... Nobody would ever say, hello, I'm a cruciverbalist. Cruciverbalist. Yeah, it's a like mouthful. a dictionary word. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I guess it means crossing words. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But no, I don't think plug. so. But like, people talk about the cross world. Mm. We're ah, in the cross world. That's good. That's good. Clever. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if there's like cross heads or anything. <laughs> <laughs> cross heads sounds different. Yeah. <laughs> wordos. Like, wordos. Wordos. They're all wordos. I like it. Wordos. Yeah. Wordos is good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Uh, mm-hmm. How did you get into crosswords? What was your entrance into it? Okay. Well, I used to always solve kind of casually, right? So I like, we used to, in our early 20s, I'm a little older than you guys. So back in the day, <laughs> we used to subscribe to the Toronto Star on Saturdays and it would come to the doorstop. Oh, yeah. we, I would just have the, tr- the Saturday Star and I would fold up the little paper and kind of carry it around with me sometimes. Like not all the, always, just sort of very casually. Um, and I would also like, maybe if I was going on a flight, I might buy one of those like easy crossword books in the in the airport and do a couple of those and then abandon the book. So I was never <laughs> like super into it. Um, my grandfather was a huge New York Times crossword guy. Like by the end of his, he died in 2019, but he was still doing the New York Times every day when he was 99 years old. Wow. Yeah. 99. Yeah. Wow. Like, that's he, badass. Yeah. Seriously badass. And he's a very smart man. And so I always kind of thought, that's a grandpa thing. Like, I'm not smart enough to do the New York Times. Right. I will do these, like, easier puzzles over here. I wish I'd gotten into it before he died because it would have been such a nice thing to share. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so what happened was the pandemic. You yep. know, like some people learned to bake bread and some people yep. learned to tap down. I don't know what people did, but Some anyway. people started a podcast. Some people started a podcast. <laughs> some people. <laughs> some. Well, I don't know who did that. but um, And so I decided to start trying the New York Times puzzle. And uh, as you may know, the New York Times, the way they do it is Mondays are the easiest and they get harder as the yes. week goes oh. on. So I started, as I think a lot of people do, this is like, like a good strategy, is just started with Mondays. And once you subscribe to the app, you can go back in the archives. So I started just doing oh, Mondays and cool. Mondays and Mondays and trying to get better. And do they have them like categorized that way? Is like the Monday puzzle? It's just by date. Oh, so you cool. can pick, pick on Mondays. Nice. Um, and then as I got better, I started doing the Tuesdays and the Wednesdays and slow, slowly progressed onto uh, being able to do them through the whole week. Now, I'm still really not good at Saturdays. Saturdays are the hardest one, and they're just, you know, some people think they're the best ones because they're so hard, and I think they're maybe a little too hard and not <laughs> as much fun. depends on the day, though. Sometimes I yeah. land on a Saturday, and I do it in 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did it. You know, so. That must feel good. So that, that must feel, feel like, good. well, I guess I'm a genius today. Yeah, I'm a genius today. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what sets the New York Times crossword apart from others? Because I, whenever I hear about crossword, mm. the New York Times is like the crossword. So most people would say nothing. Not, that's not true. Most hardcore people would say nothing. <laughs> it's Lots just like a of brand people thing? would say it's a most brand wordos. thing. It's kind of like the gold standard. It kind of brought crosswords into the mainstream. But today... There are so many other amazing venues. Um, New York Times gets talked about a lot because a lot of people do it, and a lot of people have heard about it. Um, you know, there's a podcast about it. There's uh, people who blog about it every day. There, you know, whatever. But there are also, you know, the USA Today does a really great crossword puzzle, um, which is actually geared to be more um, accessible and easier. Cool. Okay. Um, so that's a really good one to do. Um, all those sort of major newspapers, the LA Times. The Washington Post, the, what's the financial one? Washington, Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal, yeah. 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 Um, So all the kind of main 
uh, newspapers will have their own. There's also this um, venue called Universal, which is a syndicate that a lot of newspapers subscribe to. So ah. constructors will submit their puzzles to Universal, and Universal sells them to papers. So in the Toronto Star or the Globe and Mail every day, you'll see the new, the Universal puzzle. Okay. Interesting. Um, and everyone who submits to New York Times gets rejected and turns around and submits it to all those other places. So they're the same puzzles. They're the okay, same constructors. It's all the same people. So it's not like they're worse or better. Um, getting rejected does not mean your puzzle is bad either. They just get a ton of submissions. Oh, yeah. Like I can they, only imagine. They, I think they get like 200 a week. What? For, for seven slots. Yeah. What? Yeah. So there's just a lot of puzzles floating around out there. So That's they get wild. placed everywhere. Oh, my God. And then besides um, the, like, venues like those, the sort of mainstream venues, there's tons of independent venues, too, that are really, really good. And I would love to tell you about them because do, do, they do, need yes. more attention. So um, there are, well, first of all, there's lots of people who just do them as a blog. You know, they just make their own puzzles and oh, post cool. them. Um, and then there are sort of independent subscription services you can subscribe to. Um, the the main one that I want to talk about is called AVCX, which stands for <laughs> American Values Club Crossword, which is kind of a silly name because they used to be the Onion Crossword Puzzle. Oh, okay. Really? And they spun off and went indie like maybe tw- 15, 20 years ago. And it's a, it's a subscription service. You get it to your email. And it was one a week. And then just a couple of years ago, they did a Kickstarter to expand. Cool. And now they do like two regular puzzles a week, a cryptic every two weeks, and two what they call midi size puzzles, which are like 9 by 9 or 11 by 11 like smaller puzzles. Mm. Um, and the reason I wanted to tell you about that is that I'm involved in editing the AVCX. The, they call them the Lil AVCX. That's the midis. Lil like the rappers. Yeah. Um, and I'm ed- on the editing team for that for this year. Cool. cool. That's yeah. awesome. Super, so we can check out your work there. You can. So I'll have a couple puzzles of my own, uh, and then I'll be editing puzzles um, for my mentees. I have a pair of mentees. They're a married couple, Lydia and Christina. Cool. They're so cute. Oh, that's so and wholesome. Yeah, it's very <laughs> nice. So I can't wait for that. And it's very fun. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's really neat. I, I'm trying to think what other venues, though. Well, anyway, keep going. If well, you think, of, I'll them. think yeah, of them. Yeah, just just pop them in. Yeah. I, I have so many questions about how one makes crosswords. Okay. Because, like, like, where as, do you even start? Yeah, where do you start? And I'm also, like, just so curious about how one moderates difficulty. Because I know, like, mm. when we write our trivia questions, that's always the thing that is the most difficult thing is what's hard and what isn't. Because, yeah. like, that can vary so vastly depending on who someone is and what their experience is and so Very on and so true. forth. Um, yeah, how do you go about making a crossword puzzle? Okay, well. This will be a long, a long discussion. Oh, we're it, we're yeah. in. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, okay. So the first thing, well, the first thing is to solve a lot of puzzles, yeah. right? Especially in terms of moderating difficulty, you you solve a lot of puzzles. You know what's harder, what's easier. You get a sense for it. So being on the receiving um, end is sort of a good knowing, good way to yeah. Just yeah. like if you want to be a writer, do a lot of reading. Yep. Same idea, right? Yep. yep. Um, but uh, so once you want to get started, the first thing you want to do is come up with a theme. Now, I don't know if you know this, but most crossword puzzles have a theme. Okay. Did not know that. I did not know when I started either. In fact, I used to solve them and totally miss that there was a theme. So you, sometimes you don't even notice them. Oh. I guess um, you have to be getting it right in order for <laughs> you to spot the theme. Well, even if you don't get it right, some themes you can just totally miss, and that's really? fine. Like oh, you, man. You can go back and say, oh, look at that theme. That's nice. You know, But you may not have needed it to solve it. Right. Okay. Um, but basically the theme. Now, there are themeless puzzles, so don't let me convince you that they're only themed, but for <laughs> simplicity, we'll talk about themed puzzles. Um, generally, what it is is four or five, or sometimes three, of the longest entries in your puzzle are somehow connected in some logical way. So, like, usually they're the kind of the three or four or five longest across entries in your grid. Of course, sometimes they're downs, but usually that's the kind of the standard. Um, Sometimes your theme will be three words plus a revealer, and the revealer is sort of the final theme entry at the end of the puzzle that explains the other three and why they're connected. Oh. Uh, depending on the venue, you might have a title instead of a revealer. So, so like New York Times doesn't do titles except for on Sundays, but USA Today always has a title. You kind of get to know all these kind of specs. Different like stylistic choices. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, okay, so what I brought for you is some sample themes oh. so you can get a sense of okay. what a theme might be. Okay, Ooh, six, six. Okay, so uh, a couple weeks ago there was a Monday New York Times by Luke K. Schreiber, and his 
theme revealer, so the last long entry in the grid was, it's me again. And when you, now you could solve the whole puzzle and never notice this, but when you go back and look, the longest entries were Mega Merger, Meta Comet, Meet Thermometer, and Metronome. I'll start with me, M.E. And have another Emmy later in the oh, end. Me again. Me again. Yeah. Wow, whoa. Sneaky, right? That that's is so sneaky. fun. Oh, such wordplay. Yeah. Damn. So that's very clever. And so, like, all oh, those are perfectly legit entries on their own. So you, like I'm saying, you could solve the whole puzzle and never notice that there was a theme. But it's nice to go back and go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I can also, like, see how that feels very much like a Jeopardy category in a way of, like, yeah, here are all of. words that have this particular thing. They have categories totally. like that all the time. Yeah, that's, that's a, a yeah. very good point. Interesting. The other thing I have not mentioned is that m the mainstream puzzles all require symmetry, which is really actually rotational symmetry is the standard. So you could flip it on its head or flip it 180 degrees and all the black squares would still look the same. What? So that means when you come up with a set of theme answers, you need, you know, uh, the same lengths in pairs, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you like your longest entry at the top has to match your longest entry in the bottom because you've got to plot them in your grid symmetrically. Do you, are there standardized like sort of patterns of black and white squares, or do you have to come up with that? You every come up with time? that. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yes. I mean, you do see repeating patterns yeah. if you go back and look at <clears throat> puzzles because yeah. there's only so many ways you can right. organize. That, that, that grid, yeah. <laughs> but there's no standard. Like, you're playing with... Okay, oh, we'll get into the grid, <laughs> gridding, gridding later. Let's do some more um, theme sets. I love it. So here's just another sort of more simple one. Um, USA Today last month by Emma Lawson, who's a Canadian constructor. Um, she had one. The title was Break Cover. Okay. And the theme entries were COVID Booster, Cherry Turnover, and Colorado River. So... All three of those take the word cover and break it oh, from the beginning Colorado to the end. Colorado River. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. That's so fun. Right? Dang, yeah. I never nice. would have really thought about that doing crosswords is looking for that level. Yeah. Of, oh, that's so interesting. And what you, know, what you probably didn't notice, but what I noticed about this is that COVID booster breaks cover at COV and ER. Yeah. yeah. Cherry Turnover breaks it at C and O-V-E-R. Oh, yeah. And Colorado River breaks it at C-O and V-E-R. So there are three different spots where she broke it, and that is absolutely deliberate. Because if you broke, if two of them broke it in the same spot and one in another, it just would be slightly less elegant. Yeah. You know? So you're always trying to find, like, the perfect set that really, like, uh, you know, demonstrates your theme. Damn, that's intricate. Yeah. And, and when you're coming up with it, do, when, do you come in... Being like, this is the theme that I want for this, and then building around that theme, yeah. or is it kind of okay, cool, so. absolutely, yeah. So, you just, uh, so you, and that—that's how you start the puzzle. That's how you start. So you come up with your theme, you brainstorm, you brainstorm, you look, you search, you—you know—you're you're like, it's a lot of work to come up with a theme. It's my worst, worst thing. I'm terrible at it. <laughs> but, clearly, you're not that terrible at it. I well, mean, you have okay, fair. <laughs> puzzles in the New York Times. <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but so once you have your theme set, right, which is your four words or your f three words or your four words and a revealer or whatever it is, then you go and you create your grid. Right. Then you start working, working around that. Exactly. So a standard American crossword is 15 by 15. Okay. Um, or a bigger one would be 21 by 21. Sometimes you see like a 16 by 15, but mostly they're 15 by 15. Um, like I said, they're rotationally symmetrical yeah. generally, although now we're starting to see mirror symmetry, which is you can flip it like mirrored yeah. instead of rotationally. Sometimes you see top to bottom. Um, is there a purpose for the rotational thing, or is it just like kind of an, uh, a classic it's style? A cl it's exactly. It's yeah. a classic style. When the New York Times was first coming out with like sort of the rules of a crossword puzzle back in, oh, I want to say the... 40s or 30s or something. There's a woman whose name was Margaret Farrar, I think, was the editor. And she, I think that was kind of her thing, was the sort of the accepted conventions. Yeah. Which is so New York Times kind of started it and they've kind of been adopted elsewhere. Um, other thing, other conventions, there's no two letter words. Yep. Um, that's, that's nice. I hate that in Scrabble when you're like, okay, but when have you ever used this exactly. word? Exactly. <laughs> Um, no unchecked squares. So what a checked square is or means is that it, it, it 
every word is part of both an across and a down entry. Oh. So you can't have a letter that's only in a down, but for whatever reason where you put your black squares, it doesn't take part in an across. Oh, the words must cross. The words yeah. must cross. <laughs> in order exactly. for it to be a crossword puzzle. <laughs> Which, you know, just makes it a fairer puzzle, right? If you had a bunch of letters that you only had one way in oh. to get that letter, it makes it just slightly harder. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you're building your grid. Um, oh, most venues have sort of limits on how many words you can have. So you can't just like have, a, you know, a hundred three-letter words in your grid, right? They try to limit the number of words so that way you don't have a lot of three-letter, don't have too many three-letter words, four-letter words. Like you have to put in some longs. Um, so like a standard 15 by 15, the max would be 78 words. Okay. For New York Times. Other yeah. venues have different rules, but... Um, and then 140 words for a Sunday. Um, now, today, like I was saying, there are venues with lots of variations allowed. So a lot of people today, but outside of the mainstream venues, are doing different sizes, like middies I talked about. Um, sometimes you see really wacky grids. In um, I mentioned that I'm doing this little AVCX. Not only do we do middies that are 9 by 9 to 11 by 11, sometimes people do like a 5 by 19. So they just Whoa. have some theme entry that's like 19 letters long, oh and they just gosh. build a long, skinny grid around it, and it's fine because it's an independent venue, and we're just experimenting and seeing what's that's fun. That's cool. Yeah. And I know that, like, the New York Times also, do, they, once a year they do a, like, massive one. Yes. Right? That's like, that must be an insane thing to, that is an insane to put thing. together. Yeah. I can't imagine. M me neither. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. That's like a year-round project that you're just like, oh, I, finally. I actually Start. don't know. Yeah, that would be good to know. <laughs> like I'm, but I do, I actually have the New York Times one on my desk. I haven't even oh, yeah? started it yet. I had somebody <laughs> mail it to me because you can't even get that. Really? Their, it's called their Puzzle Mania section that they put out each December, and it's oh. a huge deal, and everybody's like, oh my god, Puzzle Mania Day, and they race out to try to get it, and then their place is sold out, or they're on the West Coast, and for whatever reason, the Puzzle Mania didn't get inserted, and they don't have it. And I anyway, love this. Guys, again, so, so cool. much. So wholesome. Yeah. Love this. Well, super <laughs> um, but the Globe and Mail does a giant one, too, and I they did do? try that one. Yeah. So it's like the size of a, of a full newspaper spread, oh my god. like a broadsheet. And um, it's very big. Yes. That's all that I can say. That sounds enormous. Very big. Yeah. yeah. It just sounds unruly. Like, where you have to dedicate space yeah. in your house. It's for like it. a puzzle. I mean, yeah. wait, it is a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, when you have a, a big, like, thousand piece or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, I found it, like, yeah, just solving that, I found almost a bit more tedious than anything because mm. you're tr constantly losing your spot, you know? And you're oh, like, oh, you got to go back to the big list of clues and then, oh, where was I over here and where did that go? And I just eventually... <laughs> Where's like, 86? Oh. Yeah. yeah. Where is it? Sounds like a lot of administration, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But so, it is very fun. So I am curious, like, what makes, for you, what mm. what is the difference between a really good puzzle and a really bad puzzle? Huh. Well... Hmm. Or to put a finer point on it, what, yeah. what like when are you looking at a puzzle and you're like, God damn it, this is a good crossword yeah, okay. puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my favorite puzzles are the what what are affection of affectionately known as Thursday puzzles because the New York Times runs on Thursdays sort of trickier puzzles, uh -huh. okay. not necessarily harder, but they have sort of a, a gimmick. Oh, okay. Um, and I love those because sometimes they're so tricky and then you figure them out and you're like, yes, it makes you feel so smart, Yeah, you know? So um, one of the tricks you can find on a Thursday is a rebus, which is a square with more than one letter in it. Whoa. Right? So you can actually build puzzles where you have like a little word that repeats in the puzzles somewhere in one square, like whatever the word is, depending yeah. on your theme. Wow. Right? Cool. So I like those because then you you don't know they're there. So yeah. you have to be hunting for, oh, what? like I know this answer, but I don't have enough letters to put it in here. So what am, what is going on here? Um, sometimes there'll be some wacky thing where they've taken, you know, a common set of three letters out of all the words and you just have to figure that out. Whoa. Or, you know, tricks like that. So I love that. So that's my favorite thing is when a puzzle constructor has just done something super clever, but also that's very still fun. Still very fun. Yeah. You know, like sometimes there's clever things and it's just kind of a slog and you're it's like, a bit punishing. Okay, yeah. Like it's I clever to be clever. I get it, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like those. And, and when those puzzles come out, does does the online community go like, oh, did you see this? Did you figure they it do. out? They do. Oh. Are there celebrities? There like are. Celebrity uh 
what, sorry, what are they called? The creators? Constructors. constructors thank you. There Celeb- absolutely are. Oh, who are ooh. some of the celebrity constructors? We have to know. Yes. Well, I mean, the one that I would love to tell you about is Robin Weintraub. She is a um, beloved Friday constructor for the New York Times. She's a... Uh, and a delightful lady, too. I got to meet her last year. And cool. she actually was one of my early mentors when I started. That's but awesome. But everybody loves a Robin Friday. Like, they're just so clean and so delightful. And her wordplay is really great. She was actually interviewed for a podcast um, a couple months ago on BBC. And they went to her house and followed her process for how she does, like, builds a puzzle. Neat. And, like, the process she does to make, like, she works and works and works every clue to just think, how can I make this more clever? How can I make this more fun, more delightful? And she, she, she'll she rip her grid apart if she can't get, like, really beautiful words to fit. And, like, she's just delightful. Wow. Yeah. What's the physical setup for creating, like, a crossword? In my mind, it's just a Scrabble board. I don't know why. Oh. Uh, but what is the mechanics <laughs> of it like? Uh, it's on the computer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes, that makes yeah. a lot more that sense. That makes more sense. Yeah. Be like, God, Scrabble they, board. No, but they used to do it on graph paper. Whoa. They used oh, yeah, to sit that there makes and sense. Like, try to figure out what would fit. So today, what you do, once you've got your grid laid out with your four or five or whatever it is, themers, um, then you go into your, you put it in your software, and your software is built in um, a word list that you've probably purchased or bought from somebody on the internet, and the word list is a whole, like, thousands and thousands of words that are sort of deemed crossword-able. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, there's, they're not all great words, but it's not the entire dictionary. It's sort right. of a, a cold list a little bit. Um, and your software, so there's a number of different platforms you can use. Everybody uses their own. Um, but there's the main ones are Crossword Compiler and Crossfire, uh, and there's a couple of new new ones now that are free and online. One's called Ingrid that I've started using that I love. Cool. Um, another one's Crosserville. So if anyone's looking at getting into it, they can try those for free, which is cool. That's rad. Um, and then you're just so you you click on one slot in your in your puzzle, and it'll tell you here are all the words that could possibly fit there based on all you know what you've already <gasps> got. Cool. And then you go through and you're thinking, okay, do I like this word? That word kind of sucks. Is this a fun word? Is this not a fun word? You know, and you're picking and then you go to the next slot. Okay, now that you've put that in, that constrains what goes in the next slot and you keep working it down. And you're, you know, you're trying to do your best to make all the words really fun and really awesome. But that's not, it's simply not possible, right? Um, but, you know, as many words as you can, you want them to spark joy yeah right and then you need a certain amount of glue to hold all those joyful words together um so you work really really hard to avoid having too much crossword ease is the term we use so crossword ease are words that you really only ever see in the crossword puzzle and right, they're there they because like they have a lot of vowels, vowels. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly like like apps or you were or like words you've never seen anywhere in your regular life um but there's also a lot of words that are like that but they're still better words that I don't mind using, like Oreo. You see Oreo in every, maybe not every, but a lot of puzzles. Like that yeah. is like the crossworder's favorite favorite cookie is the Oreo. That makes sense. You know, or I, you see things like Ha Ha or Yoko Ono is in there. Oh, I've oh, definitely yeah. seen Yoko Ono yeah. several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do remember back when I used to work at the beer store, um, mm. I had one coworker who like, whenever it was slow, we had a thing behind the bar, a crossword behind the bar, and he did it like every single day. And uh. I remember that was the first time he'd be like, oh, the word's this. That's like a common crossword <laughs> word. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Yep. There's common crossword <laughs> words? What are you talking about? Yeah, absolutely like, are. Yeah, they're just. Uh, it, it never even occurred to me before that. I was like, no, you can't. That that can't be how it works. Yeah. But it makes perfect sense. Yeah, totally. And that's another reason why solving a lot helps you construct. Because if you were constructing without knowing that, you would come across that word and you would say, I'm never putting that in a puzzle. That's a terrible word. Right. But after you cross, do a lot of solving, you're like, okay, I guess. So like, it does appear a lot. So yeah. I guess it's okay. You know, you try not to do as many of those as you can avoid, but. Sometimes you're just stuck. And if you've got a really good theme and a bunch of really good crossings, you know, you're just like, okay, I'll put this in. And depending on who you submit your puzzle to, you may get rejected based on that one little word. Oh, you, but wow. for the most part, you won't. But if they're getting 200 entries and you have three of those little words that they don't like and someone else has two, it could make or break you. So yeah. you want to do your best not to. When you're picking the words based on mm-hmm. the grid in your program, yeah. are, are the prompts, do they give you the common prompts? 
for the clues? Yeah, the clues for it. You can um, set, like, depending on if you have a word list that has those in them, which a lot of them do, you can have it set up that way. But I don't like to do that because I like to at least try to do my own clues. Um, But you can, yeah, there are databases you can use to look up. Absolutely. And every time I, even after I've written my own clues, I like to look up to see how this word has been clued elsewhere, just to see if anybody came up with something better that I could not necessarily use, but riff off of or build on or whatever, because sometimes there's better angles than my brain came up with, so. How do you generally approach writing a crossword, like, clue? Is there, like, a... Yeah, how, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) So you start with how hard you want your puzzle to be, right? And often you know, like, I'm aiming to make this a sort of Monday-level puzzle or it's going into this certain venue, which allows for more creative clues or that sort of thing. So you usually have a sense of that. Um, And then you're... So, okay, so the basic clue is just a straight definition, Mm -hmm. right? Like an easy, you know, table. The clue is... A surface with four legs or something like right, that, right? Yeah. Like some basic, rather boring thing like that. Um, mostly depending, like if you're if you're doing an easier puzzle, most of your clues are going to be like that, just straightforward, kind of no sneaky, sneaky stuff. Um, some independent venues allow you to be quite, like almost put in your own personality, which is really nice. Ooh. Um, here's an example I brought for you. Shondi Deitmer in the in one of the AVCX puzzles she did last year. Her um, the entry was email me, and the clue was slide into my AOL inbox. Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is like cute. Sassy. Cute little things, yeah. right? Whereas yeah. email me, if you clued it in the New York Times, would just be like. Can't wait to hear from you online or something like that, right? Right. So it'd be more straight. Um, So there are rules about cluing. So the grammar has to match from entry to clue. Oh, that makes sense. Right? So if you have a plural clue or a plural entry, you have to have a plural clue. Right. Past tense, past past tense. tense, Past tense, exactly. Um, Something that's sort of uh, a clue that's written as like a speech in a quotation marks Mm -hmm would be cluing a word that would be said aloud. Oh. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm already getting better mm. at crosswords, and I haven't even done any. No, <laughs> These are such good, like, things that seem obvious now that you're saying them. Yeah, once them, you but, do them, yeah, it makes yeah. total sense. Um, and you can get a little tricky with it. Like, some words in are the same in past tense as present tense, right? Like, for example, the word put, right? So say your clue is put down. It's not immediately obvious if that means ah. drop or dropped or insult or insulted. Yeah. Damn course, it, English. Yeah. I mean, of course, you look at how long the answer has to be, and you could kind of get a sense. So that's not the greatest example, but you know what I mean? Yeah, so you yeah. kind of be tricky. And then the, the like, lots of trickery and punnery goes on, um, and the sort of the, the greatest level of punniness are question mark question mark clues. So clues that have a question mark are telling you, don't take me literally, I am doing something tricky. Really? What? Yeah. So one of my favorite question mark clues that was in my one and only New York Times puzzle, um, the clue was overseas post question mark. Oh. Any ideas? Any ideas? I mean, my first instinct is mailman, but that seems too obvious. That's not tricky. That's right. And it, the, so the question mark tells you it's not it's just airmail or whatever. Yeah. Um, the answer is mast. Mast. So it's a post that goes over. Oh. 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 oh, that's so good. Damn it. Ah. Yes. That's, I like that one. So I, I love question mark I had no idea clues. they included jokes. Jokes. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> I told you there's comedy. There's comedy. <laughs> that's amazing. And, and there's asterisks sometimes as well. I, what does an asterisk oh, mean so in a clue? Usually, yes, an asterisk is telling is usually when um, they want to mark the theme answers for oh, some reason. Okay. So um, sometimes your revealer will say, you know, clue, 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 or a punny hint to the answers with the asterisks. Okay. Asterisks. Oh. Asterisks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so so they might do asterisks. They might do uh, italics. Okay. They might do. Or, or they might just say, or a punny hint to 134373 right. cross. Got it. Yeah. So that's just really like marking out the themers for you in cases where they really want to. They want you to know there's a theme. That's right. And they Pay want to make attention. sure you get <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Um, this might be exactly. a silly question, yep. um, but I've heard about cryptic crosswords. What is a cryptic crossword? <laughs> we, could do, <laughs> we could do a whole other show on cryptic crosswords. 
<laughs> Such a good reaction. Yeah. Because I feel like crosswords are cryptic by their nature. So mm, the term mm, cryptic crossword, mm. I don't know what that means other than different right, crosswords. All right. Well, um, I love cryptic crosswords very, very much. <laughs> um, okay. A cryptic crossword is a whole different animal. Whole different animal. Um, Okay, well, I'm going to give you, do you want me to give you, like, the quick basic rundown of what a, what a cryptic yeah, crossword yeah, yeah. What's the is overview? all about? Okay, so first of all, every clue, if you read it just at surface meaning, is going to sound like it makes sense, but that is not cluing you what the answer is oh, at all. Oh, no. <laughs> not even close. Um, every cryptic clue has two halves. You don't know which half is which. Oh, no. Could be the beginning, could be the end, you don't know what. Um, one of the halves is the definition of the word. Just okay. a straight definition. Well, it could be a punny, silly definition, but it's still just straight definition. definition. The other half is a, how to even explain it? It's like a trickier way to get you to the answer using cryptic wordplay conventions. So it might give you an anagram of the answer, or it might take the syllables of the answer and give you clues to each syllable. Oh, my God. And oh. you don't know what for you sure know, it's trying to do. You have no... Well, you don't know for sure. Um, there are what's called indicator words that are, you just get to know after solving cryptics that are sort of hinting to you how to, how to break it down or what trickery is afoot. Um, like anagrams have all kind of indicator words like... Uh, broken or mixed up or silly. Oh, okay, if you see those, okay. then you know that you got to anagram another word. Whoa. Super, super tricky. Um, so here, I brought you an example um, from the New York, actually the New Yorker cryptic crosswords, if anyone's trying to get into new, um, doing cryptics, is a really good one. They okay. have an online puzzle, I think every Sunday, and they're quite... Uh, I don't want to say basic, but they're like a single trick. They're not like a bunch of things right. going on yeah. at the same time. Good entry Fairly point. Accessible. Good entry point. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so here's one from my friend who's a Toronto constructor, Sarah Goodchild. The clue is, cheer up Rachel's friend and music maker. Cheer up Rachel's friend Rachel's and music friend. maker. Would it be like Phoebe? Yeah, that Rachel was my first friend. thought, too. Monica. Harmonica. <laughs> it is harmonica. Hell yeah! Go, go, Steph! Yes! I'm job, a genius. Um, but do you know why? No. <laughs> <laughs> it, is it harmony as well, or uh, uh, what is it? Not quite, not quite. So the Rachel's friend, so this is one where they've broken down the syllables. Um, so the first syllable is H-A-R, har. And if you put that in reverse, it's ra, which is a cheer. Oh my! Oh my lord! And so they said, "Cheer!" And then they said, "Up!" Cheer oh up! Oh my god! The word "up" is telling me to take cheer and reverse it. Oh! I imagine it was probably a down clue in the puzzle, so that would be another hint. So "up" in a down clue means write it going upwards. So "ra," you flip it around, you get "har." Oh my god! And then you put Rachel's friend, and then the definition half of the clue is music maker. My brain hurts. It's oh, amazing. That's it's incredible. So, so fun. And oh. that's another one where you're doing the puzzle and you're like, oh my gosh, so clever. These people are geniuses. Yeah. It's so satisfying when you get it and then you see what they did. And, oh, I just oh. love them. I, I love that. I feel like I, I've, I've tried to do cryptic crosswords before thinking they were regular crosswords. And I can see why I was not successful with them. <laughs> see why. <laughs> they, they aren't the same, are they? <laughs> no, they're really, really not. Really not. But there's lots of great guides online for like all the different types of clues and what the Whoa. indicators might be. So I highly recommend it. In the in mm -hmm. the the uh, Wordos uh, community, <laughs> um, we, as we've decided, as yes. we've decided, I know we're going to turn off this recording, and I'm going to be like, "Oh, there is a word I forgot." <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, well, we can post about it on Instagram if you think oh, about okay, it. Okay, good, yeah, good, yeah. good. But is there like? If you have to look up um, hints and clues, is that something mm. that people frown upon, or is it just like you do you, whatever you need to do to get to the end of your puzzle, get it? Totally, you do you. Awesome. Now, I think like there's different levels of that, mm -hmm. absolutely. But like the New York Times has a whole guide to how to solve the New York Times crossword puzzle, and it absolutely says. Well, there's no shame in looking something this up. This is supposed to be fun. Help. This is supposed to be fun. Yeah. You might learn something. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no shame in it. I mean, purists would call it cheating, but well, who cares? They're, who, they're, who they're not in your living they're room. They're not in yeah. your living room. <laughs> you're not, a, you're not yeah. competing. Are there competitions? Oh, funny you should ask. Oh. <laughs> there absolutely are competitions, yes. 
Uh, okay, whole other podcast we could do. On that. Uh, Wait for our spinoff podcast. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Called so, Wordos. Called Wordos. <laughs> totally. So when I started solving, um, I had no idea that there were people who solved for speed. You know, I was really just on the app, kind of popping in throughout the day, doing it over breakfast. Yeah, whatever. yeah. I saw that on the Facebook uh, thing. I went through a Facebook group mm. and saw all the times and was like, "Oh, this didn't even occur to me. Of yeah. course, people do this. Right? Of course they do. Of course right? they do. Yeah." <laughs> yeah. So when I started getting into the more Twitter community and seeing people solving or posting their times, I was like, oh, okay. Um, and, I, and then I still at first thought, oh, well, those are just the speed solvers, not the normal people. Mm. But it turns out that even people who are not like, like tournament champions are always, well, a lot of them are trying to increase their speeds. And it's just sort of like a fun little extra challenge. Yeah. It's a good um, way to tell that you're getting better. Yeah. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, a metric. Exactly. Um, and there's lots of other ways to challenge yourself. Like some people who are really good, they solve um, downs only. So they don't even look at the across clues. Oh. What? I know. I never tried it, but it sounds fun. Maybe That's, on a Monday I might try it. <laughs> it's the only time really that I can think of that doing half of the work is twice as hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, so I started like I've tried to get faster and, you know, like Monday is the day mm -hmm. to get your personal right. best for sure. The fastest I've ever heard of is this guy named Paolo Pasco, who's a Harvard, recent Harvard grad, like super young, very smart, very clever, hilarious constructor. Like his crosswords are brilliant, but he's also so fast. He did a Monday puzzle one time in 45 seconds. What? I that, kid you not. St stop. I, I don't think there's like, like 78 clues. Yeah. Sometimes? Like what? Yeah. I literally don't think if you were like, hey, name 78 <laughs> words, in, it would take me longer than 45 I seconds. I know. That's nuts. It's like, well, first of all, he's solving online, like on paper. You okay. could never do that. Um, but he must be just reading ahead. And he, like he's done it so quickly that he can type and not look at what he's entering and just, you know, next entry, next entry. Probably never needs the downs because he just does all the crosses in a row really that, fast. That gives me emotional whiplash. I got to say, though. <laughs> insane. Is it self-reported? Because I could yes. say I did a puzzle in 45 <laughs> seconds. You could not right now. this person did not. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably it did. It is self-reported for sure, but it's widely discussed. And <laughs> okay, okay. He's, he, I've seen him solve. He's very fast. So That's amazing. That's wild. Yeah. And I guess at competitions, would I like? do people gather? Is, that, is yeah. it a gathering okay. thing? So, yeah, so... There are tournaments. Um, last year, I went to the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament. Cool. Yes. Um, which I, did, again, didn't realize normal people went to, but a friend of mine who's a constructor was like, oh, I just registered for ACPT. And I was like, what? Why are you? What? We don't go to those. But really, it's just like a conference for any hobby, yeah, yeah, right? It's like yeah. cross con. Yeah, or like a convention. Like it's a, a totally. A fan convention. People go in their crossword clothes and crossword earrings. Oh, and like I love it's that so much. Just a chance to hang out with other crossword people That's and so meet fun. them. But you're also competing. So this one is like the biggest one. I'll, I want to tell you about a couple others just to plug them. But um, the ACPT had like 775 people. It was wow. the biggest one ever. Dang. So you're in two huge hotel ballrooms. They're like packed to the rafters with people like like these long tables and um, basically it's this whole process of handing out it's all on paper so they're passing out papers and you know then they start a big timer at the front of the room and you flip over and everyone <gasps> solves and when you're done you raise your hand and these runners come over and take the paper from you and they mark they mark what minute you finished on uh, and then they whisk it off to downstairs and there's a whole room full of people marking and you did seven puzzles over the course of the weekend and uh, Puzzle 5, notoriously, is the super hard one that a lot of people don't finish. And there's lots of groaning, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of fun, too. Like, most of the puzzles are easier, and you're sitting there still solving, and half the people are getting up and leaving. And you're like, oh, uh, Yeah. You know, but Puzzle 5, most of the room is still there. Yeah. Good. Giving me, like, exam flashbacks <laughs> when, like, other people are getting up, and you're like, uh, should I be getting up? I know. <laughs> should I be done already? I know. Fuck? And I was the exam person who was always first. Like, I would leave early just and not check over just so I could be the first one out of the room because yeah. I just I had this thing about being first out and in this case it definitely was not and I had this exact same I mean stuff. I have a strong feeling anybody who do, who puts <laughs> themselves in this circumstance for fun probably did pretty well on exams yeah you're probably right <laughs> yeah. you're probably right <laughs> Anyway, so then 
the finals. So there's like they have finals for different or they have prizes for different categories and age groups and locations and whatever. But the final, the top three speed groups, A, B, and C, do their final on stage on these giant whiteboards. Oh, oh my god! You can watch it on YouTube. It's so fun. So you get like performance anxiety yeah. on top of everything else. So they have to wear like noise canceling headphones so they can't hear anybody saying anything. And there's just three, like the top three people on the stage, and they you just watch them. And, and you, they can't look behind they them, can't. too, because obviously the other people Yeah, it's kind of angled, so there's, like, okay. the guy yeah. on the side is angled away, and the guy on the other side is angled away. I love the so idea that they have to protect tense. from hecklers. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's harmonica! Harmonica! harmonica. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so this year, so the first time I went, um, actually, Paolo Pasco, the guy I told you about, was, was one of the top three. <gasps> Whoa! Damn. And he lost by us. Second. A second? Yeah. The guy who won, his name's Dan Fair. This was his ninth win. And he and Paolo were neck and neck through the whole thing. And you could see Paolo was like kind of ahead. And it looked like he was going to win. And <gasps> then he had one square left. And he wasn't sure. And he stepped back to look and think. And Dan filled in the oh, end of the puzzle. Oh, my God. Was it the same word yeah. for both of them? Oh, yeah. Same puzzle. Oh, same, oh, oh no. Same word. I don't know. Okay. Like the same final word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the ballroom erupt? Totally. Oh, that's totally. so fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. Absolutely. Like I had like a friend at home who was watching the live stream and I was texting him. Like it was such a tense, the most tense moment in crosswords ever. Oh, oh you yeah. heard it here very, very maybe fun. first uh, that crosswords can be <laughs> as dramatic as any sports event. I want to go watch a crossword watch get this. done. Like, I want to watch this YouTube video to see yeah, this final moment. And guys, they only need like seven minutes to finish these puzzles, so it's not a big time investment either. Oh, remember, these are great solvers. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh my it's gosh. Crazy. That's so cool. Okay, well, so, I, I do have to ask mm. one more thing on this. Are there like an Oscars for, for mm. like crosswords? There are not an Oscars, but there is somebody, now I don't remember what it's called, but there's someone who puts out like a an sort award? of a best, best of, of. Oh, roundup cool. at the end of the year, and they give awards, but I can't remember what it's called. That's lovely, uh, It's very sweet, yeah. And there's like a bunch of people who put out sort of regular roundups of, you know, here are the best puzzles of the week. Um, there's a... a a guy named Matt Gritzmacher who puts out like a daily crossword links newsletter you can subscribe to. And then every week he's now just started doing sort of a recommended staff picks type of list of puzzles every week, which is really nice. That's lovely. Very mm -hmm. cool. But don't you want to know how I did in the tournament? Oh, yes, yes immensely. Um, I was 635th. I, out of I, how many you said? Out of 775. That's not last. That's, That's not impressive. last. Thank I, you. That is Thank much you. better than I would have done. Absolutely. <laughs> Probably a lot of people, honestly. <laughs> that, that's wicked. That's really impressive. It was, I, yeah, it was like slightly embarrassing, but whatever. I, I don't think that's And I was 12th out of the foreign category. Hey. Out of 18 foreigners. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Also, that's even good. just doing it is impressive. You know yeah. what? It was so fun. I feel I'm smart so when I just do one of these. Right? To do it fast is impressive. I'm like, I'm a genius. <laughs> Goodbye. And then you just stop <laughs> just like, And it flies into the sky, and I'd never see it again. <laughs> okay, well, um, we definitely want to move on to some hot takes because we want to we throw some of those uh, your way. But before we do that, um, we do want to give a shout-out to our wonderful sponsor, tpublic.com. Oh, tpublic. Oh, we love you, tpublic.com. It is where you are going to find your next favorite T-shirt, among other wonderful items that you could own, wear, use. Um, tpublic basically... Uh, has unique and nerdy designs that you can put on all sorts of things, things like t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, phone cases, so many things. Um, you can find a design you, lo you love and get it on pretty much anything. Um, Absolutely. And you can customize that thing. Absolutely. You can customize the size. You can, I mean, most clothing stores, you can yeah, customize Yeah, that's pretty normal. Uh, but the color, um, you can decide sometimes whether or not it's a big print on the front or a little thing on the side. Yeah. You can choose. Uh, and all the designs are made by indie artists who get paid for their work. So anytime you buy something uh, on TeePublic using our link, not only do you support independent artists, but you also help support this podcast, which is amazing and we love. Uh, you can find uh, a friend of ours just recently bought a uh, 
was it Dorothy and the Streets? Blanche and the Sheets? Yes. Uh, Golden Girls An t-shirt? excellent t-shirt. An excellent t-shirt. That's some beautiful Last of Us ones. It's just all the all the mushrooms. Ah, I love Tee Public. And you will too. So head to teepublic.thefandomshow.com to check out all our merch and favorite designs. There will absolutely be crossword Tee Public shirts in our store. Mm. Uh, I can't wait to pick one. It's my, one of my favorite things is to pick the themed shirts. Uh, mm. So that's teepublic.thefandomshow.com. And thank you so much, Tee Public, for supporting this and many independent podcast. You're the best. <laughs> so, hot takes. Okay. Can I say something real quick about I, crossword t-shirts first? Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Please, Please okay. do. There is a hashtag called not a crossword. And people are on the lookout for things that have crossword, call themselves crossword t-shirts and mugs and all these things that aren't actually crosswords because <gasps> they don't follow the convention. Oh no. my god. So when you're picking Fakes. one, pick I'm gonna one s- that's like a proper I'm gonna crossword, send it to you to make sure that it's right. It, not I, a crossword. I can't get hashtagged. Yeah. I'm terrified no. of hashtags. Oh no, I mean yeah. we we need to like, we, we gotta we, make sure that the art kay. is up to snuff. I, I will read it by you because I <laughs> do not want to represent a fandom wrong. That's you right. just saved us humiliation. I know. You're really, honestly, you're I would not have checked that. And I'm really grateful. Most people don't know. God, I feel like I've learned so much. Beautiful. Okay, so we're getting into our hot takes now. Um, we're going to start with a simple one. Um, okay. American qu- crosswords are better than British crosswords any day for both quick and cryptic thoughts. Whoa. Agree. Mm. Agree. Agree. Well, what makes them better? Well, I here's, here's my hot take on that. Uh, I don't know what British quick crosswords are. Maybe those are just regular ones, I think. Yeah, just... But British cryptics and American cryptics... Uh, there is a difference, and I find British ones are much more loosey-goosey as far as the rules. And I, who I learned from... That seems like, the opposite yeah, of everything British I've ever what I know weird. of the Brits. Yeah. Loosey-goosey is maybe not the right word, but it's they allow a lot more creativity. And when I solve cryptics, I want it to be cut and dried so that yeah. I'm sure of the answer and I can actually find it, whereas I find the British ones are just a little extra... They just allow things in that I never would think were permissible. Now, having said that, I know lots of American cryptic constructors and solvers who are getting into British ones, and there seems to be this sort of badge of honor, like, oh, I can do British ones now. Oh, okay. So I'm an international. I'm not sure they're necessarily worse or better, but they're definitely different. I've never done their quick ones, though, so I can't comment on that. Uh, this comes from Kevin on our Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, might just be me, but I feel like there's only a handful that have been made that just get recycled over and over. Super easy to find answers for them online, and I swear those answers have been up for ages. Do you find people are recycling uh, crossword puzzles in different no. publications? No, they're never. all over. Never? Never. People never repost the same crosswords. No. All right. Like they, I mean, maybe you'll find a book of puzzles in the bookstore. That's been uh, that's literally published as a compilation of New York Times puzzles. But no, like there are so many crossword constructors out there who are working their butts off to <laughs> create new and fresh puzzles for you all the time. Absolutely not. All right, in fact, there was, there was a scandal about uh, how long ago? Five, six years ago, uh, from where a guy who was editing the USA Today puzzle was caught. Uh, see, I'm going to get the details wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong, anybody, but uh, for recycling puzzles. and oh, like not, really? not the whole puzzles, but like stealing themes, and somebody did a whole big database analysis and Whoa. discovered that he'd been recycling stuff, and he got in big trouble. And I yeah. love the drama the of drama. fan communities. I know. Just it, being like, mm-hmm. how dare you? It's, it's yeah. wonderful. I think it's so great. Okay, how about this? Um, it's poor construction of a puzzle to reference works that are just old as opposed to classic. Putting in a clue about a TV show that has been off the air for 40 years is uh, ageist to newer crossword plans as opposed to something about, say, Carmen or Casablanca, which are all classic works with impact. What do you hmm. think? I can see that, I think. Like, it's you definitely don't want to put something in your puzzle that is just you know it or you don't, right? Yeah. You, like, it shouldn't be your own personal, like, niche knowledge that nobody else has. I do agree with that. Because um, you don't want to just frustrate them. Like, I know this from writing trivia is just if it's just something that, yeah, either you knew or you didn't, it's like, well. It's kind of, man, boring. There was no yeah. way for me to work towards that. Right. There's no challenge there. Right. Um, and some people would say that's true even for something like Casablanca. Because Interesting. Like, the fewer, like, I don't, I'm not a big trivia person. Like, I'm not super good at trivia. So I find whenever there's trivia in the puzzle, it's always either I know it or I don't. Yeah. Well, I guess that's how trivia works. <laughs> but, you know, so 
I, you know, a lot of constructors, most constructors will try to avoid proper nouns as much as they can mm -hmm. um, because you want to make it gettable um, for as many people as possible. And if you do put in a proper noun, even if it's an, an obscure one, you work really hard to make sure all the crossings are fair and yeah. they're good words and they're clued fairly. So I can see this hot take, yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. okay. This one I'm, is, okay, oh, go sorry, go ahead. No, I don't, no, go ahead. <laughs> this one's just, USA Today's crossword is better than the New York Times crossword. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Yes, so USA Today is fantastic. So after their um, uh, scandal yeah. that I recently mentioned, yeah. they uh, you know cleaned up, and they brought in this amazing guy named Eric Agard, who's also one of these speed solvers. He's been up on the stage at these tournaments. Um, but he really took it upon himself to bring inclusivity to that puzzle. Cool. So he's the guy who started that Facebook group for underrepresented, I, why can't I say that word? <laughs> underrepresented groups. Um, he's super young. He, I think he was maybe 25, 26 when he took over the editing cool. of USA Today. Dang. Um, but like the entries in the puzzle, first of all, it's a, it's an accessible puzzle. So they try really hard to make, make the cluing not tricky. They don't do question marks. Yeah. But they will also you know, have an entry or two that's someone who's an activist or someone who's a poet or someone who's doing something interesting in the world that a lot of niche niche knowledge might not know, um, but it brings um, new people to the fore. You quite often see somebody post on Twitter like, oh my God, my name is in the <gasps> USA Today. Cool. I can't believe it. You know, I thought I was just doing this small little effort over here. I'm so glad I'm making an impact. Like That's he's rad. really, yeah, done really good stuff. So I agree. It's a really good puzzle and it's quick and easy and it's fun and like, I'm in it sometimes, so you should solve it. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know? I love yeah. that. Great yeah. flex. Yeah. <laughs> okay, how about this one? This okay. one is from someone you might know called Kat Angus. Uh, I know her. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we say how I know her? Uh, yeah, you can. Up to you. She's my sister. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so Kat said, cryptic crosswords are just a giant prank on me to see if I'll actually believe they're solvable and not complete nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, she figured it out. <laughs> it's a worldwide conspiracy yep. against Cat Angus. And yep, that's that what this true. podcast is all about. It's been a. This Thank is an you. investigative. I'm glad you. Um, I'm glad you. Cat uh, put us up to this. Caught us. You caught us. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, do you have any hot takes that you need to get out about crosswords? You know what I have for you. I have a clue. <gasps> what? And the clue is hot take. Question mark? Oh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so wait. Wait. The, 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 the oh, God. My brain feels so <laughs> slow in this exact moment. So the question mark tells us that it's not as it seems. Yes. That right. it is a, a tricky clue that you have to, it's not going to be. I'm not going to be good at this. I'm so stressed <laughs> It's hard. You don't have any crossing letters. You know, it's tough. It's true. I don't know yeah, how yeah. many letters the answer is. Oh, that's true. It is nine. Oh, God. Yeah. Great, nice and easy. Uh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this was in a New York Times uh, January of last year by Erica Shungvojcik, who's also somebody I know. Oh. And the answer is love scene. Get it? Yeah, it's a hot a, a take, take. And it's hot. It's steamy. Oh, it's sexy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, man. That's I got to do more crosswords. <laughs> <laughs> that's, My brain feels out of shape. That's amazing. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, with uh, This is just back to questions. I just had another question. Okay. What is your, like, peak accomplishment that you're hoping as a, as a crossword constructor that you're like, this would be the holy grail? Oh, well, getting into the New York Times was definitely yeah, it. That, that's and astounding. I, I did that early. Like, it was, like, one of my earliest puzzles, which sort of feels like, ugh, now I'm, like, in the sophomore slump. I cannot get back in. But <laughs> yeah. actually, I have sold a second one. <gasps> Congrats. Yes. Uh, it's a collab with my friend Amy Walker. It's going to be a Monday <laughs> sometime this year. We don't have a date yet. So that's kind of it. Like, even though I'm trying not to care so much and it's very hard to get into New York Times and it's great to get into all the others, 
it's still kind of like it is sort of the pinnacle. Yeah, and it's, of it's one where like you put it on your Twitter, your Facebook, and like your parents yeah. think it's great. It's yeah. a feather in your cap. It's great. Yeah, totally. yeah. Totally. it's getting on Jeopardy. It's that yeah, sort of it's, level. Yeah, of just like, exactly. I've done it. When it yeah. comes out, let us know. We'll post about it. Yes, okay. yeah, please. We absolutely will. Would Are, love that. Do they mm-hmm. email you and say today's the day? They do. Oh, they okay. send you like a proof to look at. It. Okay. Yeah, because they will edit your clues. <gasps> oh yes. And so they, you get, and a lot of venues don't do this. So credit to the New York Times. They started doing it. They'll send you, here's the edited version. And you have the chance to sort of rebut if you want. And you can be like, oh, I kind of like the one I had. Can yeah. we please put this back? And sometimes they'll let you. Like, oh. you don't fight for your whole puzzle because they might edit yeah. like half of it. But yeah. Yeah. So Sick. you do get to see it. Very yeah. cool. Artistic yeah. control. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, at the end of every episode, we'd like to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we will do in just a moment. But before we do, here are some other ways you can connect with us. Um, so you can find us on social media at Fandom Show Pod. Um, you can hit us up, ask us questions, tell us things you like about the stuff we're doing. Just, you know, compliments, hugs with words, whatever you want to do. Um, you can also look up our uh, website at The Fandom Show uh, or www.thefandomshow.com. W- that's, w- that's, w- how, that's how in the internet works. You don't have to write that anymore i know but just like the at i i put ad in there and it's not at that's not how uh, websites work <laughs> i am an elderly man i am an old man i am decaying as we speak you're doing great www okay please tell all of your nerdiest friends about us um don't tell them that i'm bad at the internet but do tell them that oh, we are a podcast you enjoy um we have a we have a mission a mandate we want to cover every fandom there is in the whole world and in order to do that we need to get as as many listeners as we possibly can. So if you want to go on your podcast provider of choice and leave us a little review, it can be anything. It can be your favorite crossword puzzle clue. Yeah, give us a clue. Yeah, we'll, I'm sure, fail to solve it. We'll struggle. Yeah, we will. But But if you want to make us (laughs) struggle, uh, please do that because every review we get helps us move up in the charts and helps more cool fan fans find us. We also have merch, so you can head on over to uh, tpublic.thefandomshow.com and snag our faces on whatever you want uh, on mugs on a t-shirt you can do that uh, we can also find us on the From Superheroes Discord where you can meet other fans or hit us up directly you can access that through any of our social medias as well uh, and our theme song is by Yusu Kim and our logo is by John Blair alright Kaya it's time for micro fandoms. What are you excited about these days? Well, I think you're also probably excited about this one. We have been playing a game called It Takes Two. Um, it's a very fun game uh, where you play two uh, people who are on the verge of a divorce and a spell gets cast on them by their daughter and they uh, become very small, little like clay dolls, and they have to sort of like puzzle their way through a bunch what? of levels. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> this is the premise. There's also a really horny book in it. I really can't explain how that one fits in. Hey, <laughs> you guys should work together. Oh, God. I hate that book. But I love the game. Um, The game is really great if you enjoy uh, puzzling. It's got some really clever mechanics in it where you you have to work together to solve everything. There's nothing that can be done alone. But you don't have to be Um, good at video games to do it. Yes. Which I appreciate. That does sound good. Which is important. Um, (laughs) uh, So it's been really, really fun. I've really enjoyed it. If if you haven't played it before, it it is uh, very well worth playing if you're looking for a co-op. For sure. What about yourself, Steph? Well, uh, listeners of this podcast may or may not know. I love BTS. They probably know. You know. I talk about it a lot. So (laughs) recently they came up with uh, a series on Disney Plus uh, called BTS Beyond the Star, which is just uh, a look at the last 10 years of BTS. Um, And something that I always, when I go into BTS, but any celebrity uh, content is I'm very skeptical. I'm like, this is you just marketing to me. This is very glossy version of what's happening behind the scenes. But one thing I really liked about it is these folks are actually covering how shitty it must be to give up your entire youth to tour the world and that's all you have. That's your entire life. You've given your youth to this uh, touring and then when the pandemic hit, they were supposed to have taken a break at that time and it goes into like why they chose not to, where they're at now and I just found it a really interesting behind the scenes look that didn't feel super fabricated. Yeah. It didn't feel very markety and I really appreciate that because their previous documentaries have been a little bit more like that. Yeah, like I don't want to say full propaganda but they're like very Mm. much a like 
this is how we want you to see everything. And they're yeah. all absolutely six foot five and everyone's just <laughs> um, stuff that, you know, doesn't feel particularly real or uh, raw. But this documentary I really, really enjoyed. Nice. So if you're curious about BTS or if you are a BTS fan, if you're ARMY, check it out. It's very fun. Uh, all right, Jess, what are you fanning mm. about these days? What? So we just <laughs> finished watching this HBO doc called Love Has Won. Oh. Have you heard about that? No. I have not. I w- good. Cause I wasn't sure if it was new or not, but because I'm not always, you know, on the cusp. But Love Has you Won is a documentary <laughs> about a cult. Oh. It's Ooh. only three episodes. It's great. It's this woman who, she's like a normal, you know, some things in her childhood, divorce and whatever, but normal upbringing. Yeah. She has a couple kids too young probably and then she just disappears one day, abandons her children and goes off to start this cult. What? Well, I mean, she didn't probably start out thinking that, but it she ends up having a cult where she is convinced that she is God. They call her Mother God. Uh-huh. And she has a succession of boyfriends who become Father God with mm-hmm. her and their whole thing is God is real, he's on the earth. They speak with a collection of spirits they call the Galactics, one of whom is the spirit of Robin Williams. Okay. Yes. Who guide the, yes. The, she'll be like, Robin has told me we all have to move to Oregon. Robin has told me. Robin would never. No joke. What? They think clouds are starships. They will, uh-huh. they have, and they do all this on live streaming. So they have all kinds of actual footage of this cult and what they do. Right. Wow. It's fascinating. This isn't like a, like, it's, I hear this is like, no, they're, they're pretty, oh, they're, they're pretty upfront oh, about they, it. They, their whole thing was, I don't know if she, how, how deliberately she was doing this, but they were all just selling stuff online to make money for mother. Mm-hmm. And so she had all these trinkets and hot tubs and clothes and whatever, and they were all just like barely eating. And yeah, it's very creepy. And they're all super young. Like they're all in their 20s. And What? Yeah. And then in the end, she um, dies. And they keep her body around for 10 no, days. No, no, what? no. Oh, I don't think that's what Robin Williams would have Robin wanted. Did not <laughs> would not ask for that. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's only three episodes on HBO. It's oh, great. my God. It's oh, very that, fun. That's, that Whoa. sounds Couldn't very compelling in a very horrifying way. Holy she also turned blue from drinking colloidal silver. No. What? Yeah. She went very blue. That just, I, there's no thematic. Uh, on None of it matches together. Yeah, it was super weird. Do Wouldn't. you see her as blue on this yeah. document? Oh, no. That yeah. is nuts. Well, I'm yeah. fascinated. Now. Yeah, okay. Well, well we're <laughs> going to have to check that out. <laughs> Jess, thank you so much for being here. If people want to find you, how can they find you? Anything you want to plug? Well, yes. I mean, I'm... I am still on Twitter, but I'm not very. I don't. We are I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't post a ton on social media, but they can look for my puzzles. Yeah. So um, for the Lil AVCX, as I said, um, I am doing a few puzzles. My first one's coming out on February sixth. So if you don't subscribe, you can actually buy that one puzzle for a dollar cool. on the AVXWords dot com website. But you can also subscribe to the whole thing for thirty dollars a year. So you should just do that. Um, I have a USA Today coming out, I think, March 6th. Cool. I have another one in the works with them. I have that New York Times I mentioned sometime this year. Oh I have God. a cryptic coming out with ABCX, I think, in February. Prolific. Prolific. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so not prolific. I talk to some people, and they are literally, like, it's unbelievable. I don't know how they do it and have lives, but... Anyway, I just happen to have a little pileup of them right now, but that's amazing. Yeah. And they can find the links to all of those on your Twitter account. Yeah, sick, absolutely. Incredible. Which is just at Jess Shulman. At I'm Jess excited Shulman. to go try those out. Yeah. Yay! Oh, thank you so much thank for being for here. Thank you for sharing me. your great. fandom with us. I'm happy to. Uh, and until next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.